Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 yes, we're back, we're black, we're ambition, 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 and my voice We're back in the studio, Mandy. Hi, How do you feel? I feel so happy to actually have a regular voice again. Uh, I'm, sur- I'm sure y'all are t- y'all were sick and tired of listening to me be sick and tired. So it's so good to see you again. I had to ride solo last week. It was I sad. know. It's all right. Yeah. I, honestly, I was still in Kenya, which let me tell you something, Mandy. Let me tell you something. Okay. I went to Kenya and the girls were going up for Brown Ambition. The Kenyan girls in Kenya. What? They were like, tell Mandy. I'm terrible with accents. I love her. I was like, in Kenya. I'm it sorry if I'm stupid. Yes. Can you I imagine? Do a Kenya tour? Yeah. <laughs> when I tell you, I couldn't believe, not one, not two, that they, I mean, I couldn't believe wow. how many women were like, oh my God, I love you, Bajanista. I listen to Brown Ambition all the time. I'm like, and I'm thinking like, oh, you're here on the trip with us. You live in the US, but you just happen to be Kenyan. They're like, no, no, I live in Kenya. I'm like, wait, you, you listen oh. to Brown Ambition here on the motherland in Kenya. They're like, yes, I love it. I couldn't, honestly. I said, wait till I tell Mandy. So shout out to you, Kenyan women. We love you. Kenya is popping. Like a lot of people um, are talking about Nairobi and it's just like having this whole renaissance and like such a great place to live. Is that where you were? Yeah, so I was in Nairobi and also to, oh, I I flew to, um, we flew to the coast. So I went on this trip called the um, um, Safe Journey Retreat. Um, that's done by Ijoma Kola. She is Nigerian. We actually grew up together. Um, and her husband is um, uh, Kenyan. And so she uh, she moved to Kenya Kenya after marrying him. I mean, they now live back in the States, but she went, loved it, was like, the girls have to come out here. So she has this black woman retreat. This was their first one. And um, she asked me to speak. There's maybe like four or five other speakers. And um, But when I tell you the sisterhood, it was the perfect way to start the new year because I was there from the first to the 10th, so 10 days. And to be surrounded by amazing, kind, loving, funny, multifaceted black women. So EJ herself is a um, a PhD. So she also has this black woman PhD community group that she started. So, so many of the women there were also PhD. So these brilliant, but then, you know, black women, brilliant, but also like, girl, let me tell you something. It was, (laughs) it was, when I tell you everything and, and then Kenya itself was, most places I go and I'm like, that was great, but I'm gonna go someplace else because you know, you know, time is money. But Kenya, I would go back again so much so I would go back again this year. 
because to, Nairobi was amazing. All the hotels we stayed in were amazing. You know, we got to go to the museum. We did a safari, which was out of this world. And then we flew into Kenya to the coast. I think it started with the M, Malani. Malani. I'm saying it wrong. But that hotel, it looked like a, I don't even know, like a Moroccan castle. And it was right on the beach. It was just, every turn was so beautiful. I just, uh, honestly, and, and not even a 10 out of 10, a 20 out of 10. It restored it rejuvenated. Um, it just did all the things that I needed and more because of the holiday season, if I'm being honest, was really, really hard for me this holiday season. It really hit me that Jarrell wasn't here and it took me out. Like I was like dark room, laying in the bed, could barely get up, didn't want to shower, didn't want to brush my teeth. And I, I didn't even want to go to Kenya, honestly. Like I didn't pack until like the day before, you know, and I dragged myself to the airport and it poured back into me everything I needed. And and more and so like if she ever has that retreat again i recommend it times a thousand not just for Thank the women but also for Kenya. oh yeah i mean i you know like i don't i don't know what i would have done honestly because it was it really took me out so yeah i'm just so grateful but i'm so happy to be back and yes the kenyan women go up for brown ambition <laughs> <laughs> that's my brother's hope is that we're gonna get my little brother he's like you me dad we're gonna make a trip to he wants to do kenya or south africa um in 20 i was like 2024 because okay. i got the, the baby's coming <laughs> the baby is coming uh yeah i just heard his little heartbeat this morning um. he's in there kicking on my bladder let me know he's there <laughs> yeah i'm very excited yeah i am i'm almost I, might, I had lunch with a friend remember we talked about before the for like our new year's episode we were talking about our intentions for the new year and i think one of mm -hmm. the themes that really resonated was the sense of making time to reconnect yes. so like you and me we need some time yes and then i saw one of my oldest girlfriends who i hadn't seen since august which is a damn shame we used to like you know, when we worked together in your 20s, we were just like a cubicle away and we were in each other's business. You know, all I knew everything. I knew what she ate for breakfast. I knew how she was feeling about the weather, like everything. And now I just found out she had shingles. She had what? a whole illness. Yeah, well, you know, we were catching up and like she had COVID and then shingles. And I'm like, yeah, I had the flu and bronchitis and other stuff was happening, new jobs and stuff. Um, but it was so lovely. And I got to go to the city and um, it felt it felt really good to start reconnecting with um just new friends and uh, not new friends, old friends in 2023. And I'm trying to get it all done, you know, before May, because I got this ticking, this ticking clock. And we planned, speaking of, we're, we're planning like a little baby moon, which will be our first time traveling anywhere since 2019. Like, it's pretty sad, you know, um, but we're going to Costa Rica. Ooh. I'm very excited. I yes. love Costa Rica. It's very beautiful and lush. I just want nature and quiet and i feel kind of like i feel a tiny twinge of guilt that rio's gonna miss out but like it'll be okay he's gonna be fine he'll see the sloths another time you know plus he's um, he's still really because how old is rio he's three yeah so it's like the kind of vacation that he might remember like a general thing but not the specific things anyway so it's like mm, give you right. one more year before you're like i remember yeah <laughs> I could hardly take two hours on a plane to Atlanta. I don't know how I would do five and a half. I know. Oh my God. But um, I saw some like, I wanted to kind of, you know, we used to do Buzzworthy back in the day. Yes. <laughs> I wonder if we can bring back Brown Ambition Buzz. I was like the BA yes. Buzz. Let's call it the BA Buzz. Oh, I like because that. Because there's a lot that's been going on. So mm -hmm. yes. First, do we need to, we have to talk about this. Have you seen, and, and happy MLK Day, everybody that was, we were recording on Tuesday, it was yesterday. Um, but have you seen the statue in Boston? The the new yeah, I'm sculpture. 
I mean, I saw the picture was based off of, but I was like, that's not what it's giving. (laughs) Well, I hate myself because like I want I'm one of those people who I want to appreciate artists, you know, their work and all the time and all that. But my husband, I didn't really know there was a new statue that was going to be unveiled. But all like my husband just like puts his phone in front of my face and he's like, what do you think that is? And and we're we were potty training Rio this weekend. And all I can think of is, is that a like, is that? Is that gold turd? Like, what am I looking mm. at here? It was so, and then I felt so horrible when I learned what it was. But yeah, that thing, it's causing a lot of controversy. Because I'm People like, think it what? looks like a sexual act. Yes, I, I just the I'm hands so are beautiful. Because I'm just like. How many people did that have to go through for it to be made? And no one That's said. That's exactly what our producer Imani said. <laughs> Girl, exactly no one said pick somebody said. else. Mm-mm, the same thing. Pick yeah. somebody else. The sketches. Maybe they had to make like a little mini mirror. Mini uh, of course they did. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, what do you do now? You can't. There's no return policy on like this Girl, massive. It's just phallic symbol. Child, you know I was he was like, thinking. Maybe, maybe you need to see it in person, you know, from the right angle. But uh, why just the arms and the hands? I don't know. Why no torsos or there were heads? I, I don't just, know. I don't know. Yeah, it's well, got to be know. really awkward to be at MLK Descendant. I know. They probably were like, oh, okay. <laughs> hey, thank you. <laughs> Oh, boy. So we want to know y'all's thoughts on the new MLK statue. I want to be the kind of person who can find beauty in anything. And like, I feel just I just feel bad for the artist because God, like, you know, he put his whole life on hold for that. And, you know, art is in the eye of the beholder or whatever they say. Some good news, though. So inflation is it's gotten so bad, like the cost of groceries and especially eating out. We can't even look at DoorDash or Uber Eats without spending $75, it feels like, yeah. on just a regular meal. So I even took my butt to Costco, and I was like, we're going to be buying in bulk. It's a new day. It's a new life. I'm feeling good. Oh, well, good news is that apparently customers, like consumers, we have been changing our shopping habits. Finally, it's like gotten too expensive. And businesses are finally like, okay, we're going to slow down the price hikes and in some cases either going back on them but it seems like most businesses according to the wall street journal are just ceasing you know additional price hikes so hopefully a carton of eggs ain't gonna cost girl you know twelve dollars anymore well we ain't eat eggs around here that's what that means we ain't eating them eggs but we're gonna have chicks in the back like girl produce that's what i'm saying how much could it cost to have a chicken I felt so bad. We went to Enrique's, um, my husband's mom's for, I don't know, like lunch the other day. And Rio loves making eggs. He's not always interested in eating them. And she got the fancy, you know, the cage-free organic. And he made her make four of them joints. And he did not eat a single egg. And I was like, Myra, do you need $20? Like, I'll pay you back for these eggs. Rio was like, he's one of these fancy kids. He was like, "Mm -mm, sprinkle some gold dust on it. I was like, Myra, get one of the, you know, the blue styrofoam eggs. Girl. Like, you know, the cheap ones. I was like, get yes. some of them for him to play with next time. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, and then um, I caught a little bit of the Golden Globes just because randomly someone was like tweeting about it. Um, but black people, this award season in Hollywood. We wrecked up. Cleaning up. Cleaning up. Have any speeches or any wins touched your heart? What, um... I didn't see, I mean, I'm so glad for Quinta. Quinta is really like slaying. Um, yes. I love that. And I love, because, you know, I remember Quinta from, oh, he got money from her yes. vines. And her, <laughs> from vines. Like, yes. what? I can 
get butt on my popcorn. He got money. Yo, I remember her from that. And so she, I just love yeah. to see this for her. Of course, who does not love the incomparable Shirley Roth? Because she is fabulous. Yes. Um, I was sad she didn't win the Golden Globe because we didn't get a Shirley Ralph, Ralph speech. But yes. then she won something else. Like it was um, Critics' Choice Award. Yes. Have you seen that clip that's going viral? With the one about the Kim Kardashian? No, oh, that one too. But no, that was Golden Globes. No, this one, she's like giving the speech and she's like, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks about you. We should just play a clip because I'm not going to do her justice at all. But basically, it's like, you better love what you see in the mirror. It doesn't matter what anyone else, you know, thinks about you. It was really moving. She's the best. Yeah, no, I love that, honestly. I just, I'm just really, I just love to see that people are getting, you know, that people are getting appreciated while they're still here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I just love to see that. I mean, I mean, because Cheryl, she's, a, she's been an icon. I mean, from Dream Girls to, I think she won like Miss Jamaica to Moesha's stepmama. She been that out here. Good. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. she ain't new to this. She's true to this. So it's nice for the bigger, I mean, the black world, we knew. We were like, girl, not, not, not Cheryl. Right. But, yeah. you know, sorry, Miss Lee Ralph, because, you know, you grown. But you know what I mean? But I love when people kind of get a chance to cross over. And um, and become household names. Yeah, you know what I mean. If that's what you're wanting, you know what I mean. Because not everybody's wanting that, you know. But if that's what you're wanting, and so I'm loving that she's getting kind of like this turn to be seen and and appreciated. So I love that. And the girls are loving what's his face. What's his name? Tyler James Williams, the guy who plays Mr. Eddie and, on Abbott. Yes. <laughs> Do you like Abbott? I love Abbott. You know, I don't watch TV. So wait. I know. You know what? You don't even shame me. We but don't I stream, so. Tiffany. I know. I don't. I'm telling you, reading books. <laughs> no, I just, I've been doing a lot of walking. I just, because I got out of the habit of watching TV when I started the Bajanisa, because who had time? And then I, okay. it's hard for me to get back in the habit because I get so bored so easily. So I'll watch yeah. little clips here and there. So like, don't shame me, but I'm actually like at tonight, I told myself, I'm taking myself out on a date, me, myself, and I, the three of us, and we're going to go yeah. see Black Panther. I haven't seen it. Don't I tell nobody. <laughs> You haven't seen really it hard. No, no, I haven't. Because when we need like a whole babysitter to see it. Yes. And then the times are always so inconvenient for babysitter hours. Yeah. So no, I'm, I'm going to go I'm see waiting it. for it I'm to gonna, come on streaming. I gave up. I said I was going to, but I said, you know what, Tiffany? Go outside. Girl. I said, I'm going to go outside. I said, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm actually going to treat myself to one of the dining theaters. Girl, we're going to be fancy up in there. Ooh, mm. I love those. Girl, so I if you that. see me out and about and you're like, ooh, she with. I see two <laughs> other people. It's myself and I. <laughs> well, damn it. So I'm going to have to cross off below deck discussion <laughs> from my list of buzzworthy because I've been obsessed with below deck, y'all. It's so messy and delicious. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, an employee and employment news. Well, one thing I just wanted to like, I had a coaching session. I, I sometimes this is off the record, but except for you guys, when women are let go from their jobs and like if I've ever given you a coaching session, if you reach out to me, I'm probably going to offer a pro bono coaching session if you've been let go. And um, so I met this young woman earlier today and she had been let go from a big tech company. I'm not going to put her business out there. And like, you know, thousands of people were let go from this tech company. And she was so down. I mean, obviously, it's it sucks because these layoffs have been happening, you know, right around the holidays. Um, and it really broke my heart because she's the second, no, the third woman who I've met who was let go the same year that they made the change to that new job. And the sense of like, when it's it's hard enough to take a career risk, right? And to move new to move new jobs and all of that. And 
sometimes we forget like there's this element of shame to being let go and then let and then you have this fear that if people you used to work with find out that they're going to have like they're going to be judgmental about it like oh you thought you were all you know cool because you got a job at this big tech company and to hear her I mean, she got she was getting emotional about it, you know, because I was suggesting that she posts on LinkedIn and announces that she's open to work and all of that. But there was this like she really didn't want to do it. Um, and she's just in the thick of that job search. And so um, it just reminded me that all these statistics about like layoffs and even though the job market is still strong, there are people suffering from like long term unemployment and long term job searching out there. Um, and so I just want to like acknowledge that and say, you know, if you're feeling shame about it, I really hope that you can be compassionate for yourself. Um, you're so not alone. And I, I feel like there's so much, I was trying to tell her there's more to be gained by telling that story and sharing it, I believe, than any potential downside of maybe someone passing a judgmental, you know, thought about you. Because um, I feel like if you don't share it or talk about it sometimes, how do you then open yourself up to the help? and support um, of other people. So that was on my on my spirit today. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could just saving lives. <laughs> I don't know if I saved her <laughs> life in half an hour, but I made her no, cry. But you know what I mean? Like there's <laughs> just like, sometimes you just need that person to like, you know, pour into you, encourage you. And so I love that you did that for her. Yeah, please. I mean, I'm coming from the person who quit a job, didn't take a job, came back six months later begging for the same job, got the job, got a new job and quit a month later and then got laid off from that job that she quit for. That's my story. Okay. And so don't like, talk to like, <laughs> I've been there. I've taken the risks. I've fallen on my ass and I'm like, it's okay. You know, it's okay. All right. And our last little news nugget is that if you heard you know what non-competes are you probably do because you of probably course. have yeah we so the FTC, <laughs> yeah and like non-competes for employees they can really stop you from being able to work for other big places or like you know navigate your career strategically because your company may have a non-compete saying you can't work for any other firm that's like ours and if you do you know really specific work that could limit your opportunities so the ftc good news the ftc is like pushing to ban non-competes um and employers are losing their damn minds well here's my take i mean i can see like not if if you're not working for me anymore okay but i don't want someone who is simultaneously because sometimes people have side hustles which i encourage but don't side hustle with like although i'm not gonna say i have a competitor or whatever you know what i mean so because that's not really but you know what i mean because there are definitely some points where i'm just like yeah yeah so i wouldn't want someone working with me and then also working with someone, you know what, that's actually true. For example, Tracy, my publicist came to me and said, hey, Tiffany, I've got this um, potential client. She reached out to me, wants to work with me, um, but she asked, would this compete with your client, the budgetista? And I was like, probably not, because she's Tracy has worked with other financial brands before, but then when she described the woman, I said, like, actually, that is what I do. <laughs> You know, because, for example, she's worked with people who only talk about investing. No problem, because I might cover it lightly, but that's I'm not the investinista. You know, I'm more of a if I'm going to be on TV or whatever, as far as a publicist is concerned, I'm a generalist. People have me come on a little bit of credit, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know. And so if someone is highly specialized in a thing, then no, that's not a compete, even if it's personal finance, you know, or like, let's just say, for example, she worked with Tanya from, um, um, oh, I forget what it was called before, but. 
she has like a kids app, a kids and money app. I forget, it was called something else before, but it has a new name now. Anyway, um, Tanya Vancourt. She's got this awesome app that helps kids like save money and put money away, whatever. So even though Tanya has financial education, but it's a specific, she's specifically for kids and the specific apps, no problem. But like I said, this other person was really kind of like a generalist. And after when she was describing it, cause I told her, I said, you have to think to yourself, if you're going to pitch her, how are you pitching her? Is it for a specific thing or is it for, she can do what Tiffany does basically. And so we both talked about it. And I was like, I'm glad that that woman, you know, had the wherewithal was like, think about it before we move forward. And I was just like, oh yeah, no. Yeah, because you know, like, to her credit, like she also would want a publicist who can focus on her pitching her. Yes. And Tracy, I mean, not only is she your publisher, she's also your sister. And I'm like, yes. she's going to so say like, the it juicy be weird. bits for tip. Girl, I know, <laughs> but, but she hates what I said. Because like, I'm a real publicist, people just think that. I'm like, I know, girl, whatever. Um, but, you know, cause, because she's, you're right. Because cause here's the thing, if I'm being honest, if she's going to pitch, you know, who who is she pitching? You know, like if they're pitching the both of us, you know, not to flex, but I've been doing it longer. So to today's show is gonna be like Tiffany that we just had on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Tiffany. You know what I mean? It wouldn't actually be fair to her because if she's going to pitch, you know. So yeah. So I just thought that that was really, um, you know, like that. I like. I mean, I'm not opposed to non competes if it's like you are currently working with me. I don't think that you should be working with someone who does the exact same thing. But if you're not currently working with me then, you know, like, girl, that's your business, you know? Right, but it's about that, like, trade secret. I mean, how can you stop people yeah. from sharing what they learned at a Facebook with a Snapchat, you know, if yeah, they go? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, so it's it's all that. So I just, I was like, I wonder, I wonder what, because that's like the golden handcuffs a little bit. That's why they give you, like, sweet equity and stuff. And then they have the non-compete, which is like, the it's like carrot and the stick a little bit. That's the stick. Yes. Like, if you leave us... We're gonna come for you, and you have seen people get sued, you know, and and yeah. lost their jobs because they got a new yeah. job, and then they're like, oh, we don't want to go against that big corporation. Yeah, you know, it's so a fight for think, you. I think there yeah. should be some moderation with it because I can understand as a company, you know, because I mean, I had somebody on my team that was doing that, secretly working for like someone who did the exact same thing and feeding them everything mm. we were doing. But oh. what she didn't know is sauce sold separately. <laughs> so, you know, because honestly, the sauce is sold separately. So when I found yeah. out, I let them go. And I was like, well, that's not cool. But when I saw how it was looking on the new person, I was like, you spoke, that's that's what she gave you? Okay, girl. It, it, it's not looking the same, sis, because it's a different, you know, it navigates differently on other people. But I just didn't like that, like, you know, kind of like secret back backyard dealing, you know, because we're literally sometimes we're working through things. So you're, you're you know, you're bringing it to someone else, I just was like, oh no, girl, you can't stay here. So, you know, I definitely have seen it both ways, so. So you're the sauce, just to be clear. <laughs> Soul's up mm-hmm. All right, well, that's it for the brown buzz. Brown, wait, B.A. buzz. The yes. B.A. buzz. I love that B.A. buzz. I'm really buzz. getting back to my, uh, set my 12-year-old run the school paper roots here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, all right. Let's take a quick break and come back with brown boost, brown break. Hey, B.A. fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. 
State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Do you ever have subscriptions that you forget about? I did. Mm-hmm. Do you have a hard time canceling those subscriptions because they seem tricky or time consuming? Raise your hand. I know it's you. Okay. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Yes. I can see all my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, I cancel it with a tap. I've never had to get on the phone with customer service in order to do so. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Okay. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Brown Ambition. That's rocketmoney.com slash Brown Ambition. Rocketmoney.com slash Brown Ambition. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back, and we're black. Time for a boost to break, boost to break. Okay. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I forgot the song already. It's time. I thought you were no. bringing us into a new year with a new beat. Girl, I forgot the song. The Are we gonna boost? I was talking about Are we gonna break? Right? Look at me, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> boost or break or boost or break? Are we gonna boost? Mm-mm-mm. Are we gonna break? <laughs> which one? You, which one are you gonna take? Girl, I don't remember. Either way, you know, we boost in, we break in. You want to go first, second, Mandra? How you feeling? I want you to go first, but I got my boost. Okay, I have a boost too. So one of the things we did in Kenya that was so transformative for me, because the whole trip was amazing, is that we did a service project at this place called Wings Wings for Hope. I think that's what it's called. Yes, uh, Wings for Hope, and it was a 
um, a shelter of some sort, but like a compound, because like a series of buildings for young teen moms. Some of the girls were as young as 12 years old and pregnant. Um, you know, all of them obviously had been taken care, taken advantage of. Um, because, you know, you can't be 12 and consenting to whom, you know? But honestly, most of them had been, oh, well, all of them had been kind of disowned or thrown away by their family as a result of the pregnancy. And some of them were even, you know, taken advantage of. And this is just, I mean, if, you might want to fast forward if this is going to be triggering. I should have had a trigger warning. But um, had been taken advantage of by their own fathers and were carrying their father's babies. It was really heavy. And I was just like, I mean, you know, 11, 12, 13, I just... And so um, when I was there, I mean, we were all fighting tears because it just was so heavy. And the angels that run, it's a husband and wife, um, they met while kind of doing the work. The wife uh, was a nurse and she said that babies would come into the hospital that had been found thrown away in trash bags, hidden in bushes. Yeah. And she was what like, where you are about this now? Yes. I'm sorry, oh. Mandy. Yes. And she just was like, where? It's okay. But where are these babies coming from? And so as they started to, like, the husband was volunteering at the hospital. Well, it was at the time, it was just a guy, you know, like volunteering at the hospital. And she, um, she after doing more research, she found out that it was these teen, young teen girls that were doing this, that the large majority of these babies that were coming to the hospital were as a result of these young, young girls who were like, I don't know what to do. I'm 12. Mm-hmm. So she said, which I think is so beautiful, how do we solve the issue? It's not just like taking care of the baby that when it gets here, can we take care of that girl? And so they created this beautiful place for the girls, Wings for Hope, where, you know, when they find out a girl's been kind of like thrown out of her family as a result, you know, as much as they can, they take them in here and then look after them, give them food, shelter, um, they get um, therapy, they get, you know, education, they pay for school, they do all these things. And based upon all like donations and things and so, one of the reasons why I said Kenya was restorative is because before I left, like I said, I was drowning in the grief. And this going here, like, um, reminded me a lesson that Dr. Green, my my amazing black therapist, told me um, a few months after Jarrell passed away. And because I kept saying, this is the worst thing that could have ever happened. This is the worst thing that could have ever happened. And then one day she said, is it the worst thing, Tiffany? And I wanted to jump through the Zoom and rock and sock with her because I was like, what are you talking about? Of course it is. You know, um, you know, and so, because what she was saying was, your parents are still here, your sisters and Roman and Amelia and Lily and Brian and Bishop. But at the time I was like, anybody trying to hear all that? It is the worst thing. And so, um, but this sitting in this compound, you know, with the girls and this amazing husband and wife team, it's like there was a huge perspective shift and it wasn't trauma comparison that instead it, opened up for me to see that like, is it the worst thing that could have happened to you, Tiffany? Meaning like, is it just grief that you're experiencing in your life? Or is there so many things to be grateful for? You know, and it was literally like a line in the sand of the before Tiffany and the after Tiffany. And and I said to myself, like, um, I was talking to Dr. Green about it, like, you know, and she was like, you know, you know, it was a transformation for you because you got to feel simultaneously your grief but also acknowledge the other grief of the people in that room alongside of you without detracting or adding to the grief that you're holding. And then on the third part, I was like, what can we do to help? And so one of the best ways for, for anyone to kind of get out of their situation is always education. 
And so we were asking them, like, you know, how much does it cost for like a year to like, you know, there's about maybe 20, 25 um, girls there to, because in Africa and many places, although school is free, you have to pay a school fee to go to the next level. So you take your exams in order to get those exam grades, you have to pay a fee. And for all the girls, like 20, 25 girls, it's, you know, there's a fee. And so it's maybe like $15,000 for the year. And I said, okay, that I'm going to pay that. And you know, maybe the year after and the year after and the year after. And so it was like, Dr. Green was like, I don't think you realize what you've unlocked in yourself, Tiffany, and that you can acknowledge your grief. You can acknowledge that it's part of a larger like grief that is in that room. And then you can even from a place of your own sadness say, I wanna help somebody else. She was like, that's a huge transition. I hope you recognize that. And so it was just, when I say so transformative, it just felt like such a joy to be able to do that. And so I just, yeah, like I, I'm hoping that Wings for Hope will like start like a, cause they're a nonprofit in Kenya. They're not based in the United States and hopefully they'll have like an, you know, like some sort of arm here so people can donate and give. Cause so I, I exchanged emails with the oldest girl there, her name is Sarah. She's in school, in, in college. Meanwhile, Sarah is 20. She has a seven year old, you know, and, and you know, but to see, I could see the joy in her, and she was sharing how she tries to come back from school as much as possible to help the younger ones, because some of the younger ones um, are having such a hard time. You know, they have to stop them from harming their baby sometimes, because they don't know what's going on. And so she, but I could see the joy in her. I could see how happy her son was. And I asked her, because you know, sometimes you have these facilities and you're like, is it really good? Because sometimes it's more, it's worse than where they came from. And she was like, they love us so well here, Tiffany. They love us so well. I don't know what I would have done. And so, yeah, I'm just committed to like that type of service. You know, I've, I've certainly I've lived my life in service and teaching and even the Bajanista is an act of service and everything. But this is more concrete for me. And so just looking for opportunities to do this, it just, yeah. So that is, I mean, I know I hopefully it's not a Debbie Downer for y'all, but it just, it uplifted me so much to know that like I can participate in like helping making these like because they, they look like me, these they are us, these little black girls, that's just me, just a different circumstance or, or situation. And so, so yeah, that is my brown boost, Wings for Hope. Thank you so much for the amazing, really just amazing miracle work that you do with these beautiful girls and you know, and the ways I can help. And if I find more ways that I'm sure you guys are gonna be like, I wanna help. When I find more ways, I will share them with you because I just think that like, yeah, because they want to have, they want to be at capacity. They want to be at 60 girls, but they can't currently afford it. They don't even have enough beds. And so we're all like kind of working together to figure out what does that look like? How do we help so more girls are not left in the dangerous situation? They have a safe place to be. Yeah, I think it's also a beautiful message of when you travel, just leaving a place better, like even a little bit better, you know, than the way you found it. And even that impulse for me is to cringe and to look away from a story like that, but it doesn't stop the story from being true and those girls needing help. So. I love hearing stories like that. And and the spin is, okay, it's a tragedy, but then what, what good can come of it and what can you do? That is beautiful. Yeah, I got to put Kenya on the list for sure. The huge list of where I need to go. All right. Well, I'll do a quick little... I'll, I'll, I'll take my, my bigger boost and do my quick little one, my little backup boost. I wanted to, I, I read this article in Fortune just today and I thought it was so powerful. It's called The Pandemic Killed My Ambition. And here's how I'm getting it back. And I thought it was such a, I won't read the whole, I mean, I'm not gonna read the whole article, but I love it because this is the kind of conversation 
I'm having all the time with my Mandy Moneymaker is about like redefining ambition on our own terms. And where does the ambition, like where can we embrace our ambition and our want to learn more and always be growing and, you know, developing and all that. And where does that fall with also wanting a softer life and not wanting to grind ourselves into the dust? And I'm just happy to see an article like this. And we'll post a link in the show notes because I feel like this is it. It's really up to us how we define ambition. And I mean, for a show called Brown Ambition, what I hope is we can define it in such a way that it gives you time to reflect on what it is that you're striving for and not just what, but why, like the why behind why you're ambitious about a certain opportunity or a certain, you know, moving up in a certain way and just taking time to reflect. And um, in, in personally, like when I approach 2023, I have these, I do have these big goals for Mandy Money and I feel this ticking clock of there's a baby coming and I have to, I got a lot of shit to do before I go on maternity leave and all that. But these first few weeks of the new year, I have found myself just like really slowing down and trying to think thoughtfully before just rushing into things um, and just trying to be intentional about what it is that I'm doing instead of just going all in, burning myself out so that I can like what, skate across the finish line into the labor and delivery room and be like, you know, thank God I have a break, you know, a free, a free, not a free stay at a, at a hospital. I don't want to be like that. You know, I want to, I want to have some energy left, you know, for having two, two little ones at home. So I'll post a link to that. But if you're struggling with that, I feel like if women are, if you're struggling with the idea of how can I be ambitious, but still want that softer life, I think this is a great article to read and then start like redefining that for yourself. I love that. I think I feel like that's the space. I'm, I, I would say I was telling the girls at the, um, in Kenya, like the um, the other retreat members, I said, I'm in my Sade era right about now. Like I used to be in my Beyonce era. So, you know, Beyonce was like, girl, I'm trying to be an icon. (laughs) Whatever it takes, girl, the grind, the work, you know? I'm like, "Mm, we off that, for me anyway. So I'm in my Sade era. So if you know anything about Sade, she literally comes out with an album every seven to 15 years. Like she literally would be like, "Mm, here's a little something. Go about your business. And then she will go back to wherever she's living her best life. Because Sade is 60, but skin glowing. She just looks beautiful. She looks well-rested, like she minds her business and drinks water. You know? And so i that's the space that I'm in now that I'm not, I don't have the desire to be ambitious anymore in the traditional sense. You know? Because even though Sade is not like, you know, out there doing all the interviews and whatever, I suspect she's still making music for music's sake. You know, meaning like I, like I'm, so I'm still, I'm still doing beautiful work and, you know, but I don't have this necessity to be externally um, gratified by it anymore. I'm just tired. And I don't have the, the the desire to go as hard as I used to go. There's nothing wrong with the Beyonce era because there's this place, there's a reason why I can buy that condo cash. It's because of my Beyonce era. So certainly I'm not gonna turn my nose up at somebody who is in that space right now. But even Beyonce ain't, ain't even in her Beyonce era. You know, because Beyonce know. is like same age as Where me. Where are the visuals? Girl, Beyonce's like, if y'all don't leave me alone, she's like, I have 50, 11 kids. You heard her in her song, I got 50, 11 kids. Yeah. You know, so even Beyonce has taken down the Beyonce era. And so, because there are moments, you know, I think that, yeah, many of us make the mistake of staying one place too long. And so like, yeah, so I love that. Honestly, I can't wait to read that because I'm like, you know, to redefine what ambition looks like. All right. We're going to keep the show called Brown Ambition, but we're redefining it as we go. Okay, (laughs) y'all? Okay. Oh, well, so good to be back with you, Tiff. Happy New Year, everybody, officially. 
Yes. And we'll see y'all next week. We'll see you Friday for BA Q&A. Bye. Bye. Hey, BA fam. We could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition Podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. And I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host. And I will see y'all next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.